What is up, everybody? JT Sports here. Back to you guys with another episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Today, have a special guest on. Have my homeboy on. He's a diehard Ravens fan. What's going on? So, man, you're a Ravens fan. The Ravens right now, they're 5-3 and three on top of the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals are in second place at 4-4. Four and four. Pittsburgh's in last place, and the Browns are 3-5 and five right now. So, how you feeling about the Ravens so far? Honestly, the Ravens, I think, are a really good team. I think offensively, we have potential. You know, we have a all right up front five. You know, they're pretty solid. They give Lamar some time. And, I mean, you know, they just – we got to work on picking up blitzes. You know, that starts up front and in the backfield, too. We got to pick up blitzes that we're getting blitzed all over the place. Um, I think offensively, we we can definitely push the ball. We can definitely run the ball. I think we can do a lot of things. You know, we have a great talent, Lamar. We have a lot of depth at running back, honestly. We have good, good running backs, you know, I think we're pretty solid. We just have to we have to convert on third down. We have to, you know, from a coaching standpoint, we have to really think about when we're going to go for it on fourth. Taking more, not taking unnecessary gambles. Right. right. Yeah, being more decisive when to take risks. Most deaf, most deaf. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about the Roquan Smith trade. He's going to be giving his mid-season coaching staff grades for the Baltimore Ravens coaching staff, giving his grades for John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, and the Baltimore Ravens' new defensive coordinator. Also, what are the Baltimore Ravens' Super Bowl chances? How far can this Ravens team go this season? And lastly, we're going to be previewing their Week 9 matchup, going on the road, taking on the New Orleans Saints. If this is your first time listening to the JT Sports Podcast, welcome. I appreciate you for tuning in. Make sure that you follow me on all of my social media platforms. You can follow me on Twitter at JT Sports underscore underscore and on Instagram at JT Sports underscore. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast available on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, the JT Sports Podcast is available. Now... Yesterday, the Baltimore Ravens traded a second and fifth round selection and a linebacker in A.J. Klein in return for former two-time All-Pro linebacker Roquan Smith. I mean, what are your initial thoughts on this trade coming from a Ravens fan? You know, honestly, I like this trade. You know, we don't give up much. We do give up the second and we do give up Klein, but... I think for the league's leading tackler, you know, that's that's not much for a two-time All-Pro linebacker that's pretty much playing in his prime years, you know. I mean, I'm not completely sure what his contract is, but if we, if we have him for some time, you know, that'd be very good. I think he definitely adds something to the linebacker court with Patrick Queen in there alongside with him so I think I have high expectations for Roquan yeah like for the Ravens you know it's kind of like the rich get 
even richer now because your defense, the talent was already there. It's just all about all about trying to get things situated, you know, trying to find rules for everybody. I still think that there still is a lot of learning going on. But this defense definitely has played really good at times. I definitely think the fact that you bring in Roquan Smith, one of the best linebackers in the league, there's pretty much nothing that he can't do. Really good tackler. Um, also really good if you want to use him to blitz. He has two and a half sacks right now. He also has a couple of interceptions. The dude is a beast. Definitely one of the five best linebackers in the game. And for the Ravens defensively, you know, their defensive line has been incredibly underrated this year. You look at what they've been getting from their rookie and defensive tackle, Travis Jones. Um, Calais Campbell is still really good against the run, despite being really up there in age. You have JPP. Yeah, you got Jason Pierre-Paul, who definitely has had a pretty significant impact for the Ravens since he was signed. And then you bring in Roquan Smith, this defense is really young you know yeah you do have a couple of older vets on the defensive line but for the most part you know I think the Ravens defense has a good blend of experience and also youth as well you look at Kyle Hamilton back there with Marcus Williams you do have Marcus Peters who has been around for a good while Uh, Marlon Humphrey pretty much is a solidified top 15 corner you get what I'm saying? So the Ravens defense already was pretty good before this trade. You know, it's just all about now can they execute and definitely bringing in Roquan Smith is definitely going to help that defense continue to improve as we enter the midway point of the season. And when you look at this division, the Ravens coming into this year, in my opinion, had one of the most talented defenses in the NFL. So I'm a little bit surprised that it's taken their defense so long to gel with the injuries they had last year. You kind of thought that it would have been instant improvement, but, you know, still a learning curve there. But I'm looking at this right now. Um, The Bears are going to retain all but a minimum salary to increase the trade compensation. So the Bears actually took his salary so they could get more in return from him. And looking at this from the Chicago side, I think this is a little disappointing. You know, Roquan is one of the best linebackers in the game. And he's slated to become a free agent at season's end, which I guess is another reason why they weren't able to get so much for him because if you're Baltimore, it's like, why are we going to give up a first-round pick for a one-year rental? And you did get a second-round pick, but I kind of felt like the compensation could have got could have been a little bit better, probably could have gotten a second and a third round also. But for Chicago, you continue to build draft capital. Their defense definitely does have some pretty good young players on it. So... Let me know what you guys are thinking about Roquan Smith being traded to the Baltimore Ravens. If you are listening to this down in the comment section down below on YouTube. Now, since this is the midway point, um, I wanted to get your midseason grades 
for the Ravens coaching staff. You know, we're going to talk about their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, how he's done, John Harbaugh and Greg Roman. So, you know, you can start first and then after you give your grade for whichever you want to start off with, I'll give mine. So whoever you want to start off with. Well, honestly, I speak to speak to Mike first, the DC. You know, he's new. I think that we have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, but somewhere we're getting lost with communication, and that's I feel like that's caused some significant touchdowns. We're getting lost on communication. We're not getting lined up. I think that the play defensive play calls aren't aren't bad. You know, I think he he probably, he knows what he's doing, but I I just feel at times there's times where we we need to be better coached. If, if yeah, you know what I'm saying. there definitely has been some some lapses there from the defenses. Communication hasn't been there at times. There were some coverage busts in that yeah. Miami Dolphins game. Definitely, like, there's been games where the Ravens defense has looked really good for the first three quarters. Then you get into the fourth quarter, and things kind of start to go left. But also because the offense, you get what I'm saying, oh, yeah, kind of stutters that out. That's that's definitely a factor, too. Definitely. So, what what grade would you give Mike McDonald? I'm, your I'm not your gonna, midterm I'm grade. I'm gonna put him on the hot seat. You know he's new. It's only midway through his first season here, or in Baltimore. And honestly, I'm, I'm gonna have to give him like a, a, a C, not a C minus, not a C plus, but a C. And you know, I'll say we're gonna miss Wing. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. That's for the DC. Yeah, like, honestly, I give him a D, to be honest with you. I mean, I know Ravens fans watching this or listening to this are probably going to get upset. They're probably going to say there were some good defensive performances in there. Definitely were. That went against Cincinnati. Definitely was a really good outing. But it's just, I feel this defense has been a letdown when you look at the talent they have coming in. And I'm not one of those people that get down on the team because they don't play up to the preseason expectations that I have for them. But I think we can all agree that this defense definitely was expected to be way better than how they have performed so far. I mean, last year, you look at all the injuries they had, you know, we expected their defense to struggle especially in the secondary. But this season, the secondary play has kind of been hit or miss from both corners. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, you know, they can be really good. They also can be really... I think the communication is a problem back there, too. Yeah, like there's definitely been some blown coverages back there. Patrick Queen, he's been really good against the run. However, he still is... Not all that great in pass coverage, although I do think that he has improved that area of his game a little bit. But I just think that the Ravens defense overall, you know, definitely can play way more better than they have. 
And the talent definitely is there for them to do it. I do expect this defense to pick up. And it has over the last couple of weeks, in my opinion. But I just think that, you know, I was expecting a little bit more out of this defense with how much talent that they had coming in. And no matter if you disagree with the grade, I think we can all agree with the fact that this defense definitely is more than capable of playing better football than what they have shown the first half of this season. Well, so, if I could say before you end on that, Sid, I think that they have played pretty decent, pretty above average, and you know, it's just been some mistakes. You know, I feel like they're and they're costly mistakes, though. Like, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that it's nothing that's happened, but at the same time, I think that they definitely do come out and play some good defense at times. You know, they. What, which game was it? Um, Cincinnati. No, not Cincinnati. I think it was... Um, the Bucks. No, it was before the Bucks game. Browns. I'm drawing a blank here. Bills. Bills game. Yes, it was the Bills game. That's what I thought at first, but I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, bro, they came, came and played lights out on both sides of the ball. You know, they on both sides, offense, defense, but offense sputtered out as to what you said earlier. Offense sputtered out and defense came back down and started to let them come back. So what grade would you give Greg Roman? Because, you know, Greg Roman, he he's been in Baltimore for a while and he has definitely been the coach that everybody in Baltimore from the Ravens fan base wants out. However, you know, the offenses do produce. The run game's been there. You know, what's your thoughts? I think Greg Roman, honestly, personally, I'm not the biggest Greg Roman fan. I think that the rush attack, you know, yeah, it's it's productive. It's useful, and it gets the job almost done. But we also have to refine that passing game. I feel like we have to come up with some better plays offensively. We're we're still running one and two receiver uh, one and two receiver sets. But here's the thing, though, like Greg Roman at this point, he is what he is. There is no no refinement in the passing game is coming. No crazy changes are going to come when it comes to the formations you heard right. you heard what you heard you heard what they said um when they played when they just got done playing who they played didn't they play Thursday night yeah, yeah they played Thursday night against Tampa you heard what great what they said when they did the the interview with them um what the staff interview, the staff production meeting when they met up with everybody and stuff and they were talking to the coaches. Greg Roman, when he was asked about the receivers and this formation and stuff, you heard what he said about tight ends? He said, man, we got three good tight ends on the field. 12 personnel to Greg Roman is his version of the spread offense, fam. <laughs> Greg Roman is running air raid and 12 personnel, 2022 people. <laughs> Greg Roman is changing the game. Y'all don't understand. Y'all keep saying more receivers. Greg Roman doesn't care about these receivers. He wants these tight ends. And, I mean, Isaiah Oliver has been really good. You know, and Mark Andrews, when he's on the field, we know what he does. He had a nice flash, too. But I think, you know, we can feed our tight ends, yeah. But we got to be able to win outside. You get what I'm saying? Like, we can feed our tight ends all day and – 
you you can line some of our tight ends outside. You get what I'm saying? We can line them up outside, but we got to be able to win with speed outside as well. You get what I'm saying? We can't just you you know you you look at some NBA teams and you know they you have your starting five and they might be the regular starting five, but then you have your small lineup, you have your large lineup. You get what I'm saying? You don't have that there. You don't have that versatility there. But it's like with the but that's not really what I feel like great I feel like too many Ravens fans focus on what they want the offense to be instead of judging the offense for what it is and what it does well. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, the Ravens offense, you know, it's not putting up thirty points a game and things like that. But one thing that they do do well, I do think that you can say that they are playing toward the strengths of Lamar Jackson. You feel me? With we can both agree that Greg Roman's offense definitely maximizes Lamar. It's just that you want more from the passing game. You feel me? And that is going to hurt be more. No, I say, I mean, when I say I want more from the passing game, I don't necessarily even mean I want more passes. But I mean, I feel as though you can, you it want needs to, it needs more constructive routes and yeah. more, more in depth. The pa- the pa- the passing game, the passing game is too elementary for yeah, the Ravens exactly. to really it's, make it far. Exactly, like it's very too basic. It's way too basic. So what what grade would you give Greg Roman? Greg Roman, honestly, I I, I give Greg Roman a C plus. Like I I don't give him that bad a grade because you know is we're product we're productive on the field on offense. We just I don't know what it is. We just sputter out. I'm gonna give Greg Roman. I'm gonna give him a C plus two. As a matter of fact, no, nah, I ain't gonna give him a B. I'm gonna give him a C, simply for the fact that you know this offense definitely has struggled at times in the fourth quarter. That's really where most of their problems lie with this team. Comes to the finishing games, being able to Red hold zone. on leads. Yeah, Red zone, definitely. the passing game, like I, I don't really knock Greg Roman for that anymore. I just take his offense for what it is. His offense is never going to be elite when it comes to throwing the football. However, his run schemes, the run blocking has been there. The run game still is as good as advertised. And at least the Ravens have identity. You get what I'm saying? At least you know something that you can go to. You have the well. You have that that crutch. And that's the run game for Baltimore, whether that's with Lamar Jackson or that's with one of the many running backs that the Ravens have. I don't don't even know who they got playing running back this week, bro. Like, J.K. Dobbins just got injured. Then they bring back Gus Edwards. Like, where he – I didn't even know he was on IR. You get what I'm saying? They, they stay having these running backs coming. One thing about the Steelers, they're going to have a lot of receivers. And the Ravens, they're going to have tons of running backs, boy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. the final grade. Coach John Harbaugh. The Ravens are 5-3 and three right now. You're on top of the division. And although there are some games that you definitely... It ain't been pretty. Yeah, you definitely would have liked to have one. You know, the loss against Miami definitely was yeah, a yeah. tough one to swallow. The... Lost against the Buffalo Bills. You got shut out in the second half. The New York Giants loss was a one that I felt was 
yeah, heavily on Lamar. Lamar had a stretch where he wasn't playing some good football. But right now, you know, you've won two straight. You've won three out of your last four games, pretty much. And your schedule is starting to get really easy. Your next three games, Saints, Panthers, Jags, Broncos, Steelers. Your next couple matchups after that, you know, you're not really playing nobody with a winning record for the remainder of the season, it looks like. So if I had to give John Harbaugh a grade, I'll probably have to give him a I'll give him a B. You know, I won't give him a B plus, but I'll give him a B because I think the Ravens are where they should be at this point. You know, before the season. If you were to tell me that the Ravens were going to be 5-3 and three on top of the AFC North at this point in the season, I probably would nod my head and say, you know, that that's where I expect. But the reason why I give John Harbaugh a B and nothing higher is because this team could have had a couple of games that they probably could have had gone their way if the decision-making wasn't so aggressive at times and not even aggressive I just feel like you know sometimes bro he just lives too much in the moment and he doesn't play the win well he plays to win but he plays to lose in a sense it's like you know I feel like as a head coach it's all about the right time for certain things you know I was listening to Urban Meyer a year ago during the halftime segment, he was talking about when to go for it on fourth down or when to go for two. You don't just ask your players if you want to go for it and then go for it based on their decision. You know, you have to feel the momentum of the game. You have to feel where your team is. You get what I'm saying? And if it's not there, you play for OT. You get what I'm saying? If you can win it, then you go win it. And, you know, for the Ravens, oftentimes late in games, it just seems like they do a lot more gambling, you feel me? Instead of just trying to go ahead and win the game, they just want to go ahead and try to gamble with the game. And that's what has costed Baltimore a couple of these losses. But they're 5-3. and three. They're the most consistent team in this division, so I got to give them a B. I'm going to give Harbaugh a C+. Plus. And I want to say that nearly for what you were just talking about. Honestly, I was thinking the same thing when you first asked me the question. I was like, you know, I I definitely have to put a couple of our losses on Harbaugh. Definitely. It was, I forget which game it is or which team they played, but it was earlier in the season. And I'm pretty sure it was the Bills game where everybody was like Harbaugh's trying to let them score in order to give Lamar another possession. Now, as a coach, why would you call your last timeout in order to let them score? I, I It just didn't sit right with me as a decision, as a coach. Well, I guess it's because it's like, you know... You don't want them to bleed all the clock out and you don't get an extra possession or you have less time to score. So, you know, you call a timeout in that situation, let them score, try to 
get the ball well you get the ball back try to score quickly and still get time for maybe an onside if you you get one saying if you can't get it back if you go down two possessions or something like that but it's just like you know late in games it's really just about how much confidence you have in which unit you know definitely and you look at the Bills at that point, it has so much momentum. You know, you do like your offense, and Lamar is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, But they hadn't scored all second half. But still, at the same time, it's like you still got yeah. Lamar. You get what I'm saying, and it's yeah, money no, time. That's, there, there's always potential. There's always potential there with any, any Raven on the field. You get what I'm saying? There's always potential for anything to happen. But I... I just think as a as a coach, you get what I'm saying. Throughout the game, you have to have that feel for the game, how it's been playing, how it's been being played, and offensively, you haven't put any points on the board. You're right, but at the same time, it's what like else is there to do. Shoot, I mean, we haven't put no points up all game, but at the end of the day, I mean, shoot, this is the last drive. We got to try. No, I get that, but at the same time, I feel like. I guess I just need because to the de- because the defense wasn't going to get no stops. I, I mean, don't I don't know. I feel I had I feel as though I had more confidence in the defense at that point in time than I did the offense. Man, I feel like when you got somebody like Lamar, bro, you put the ball in his hands and you tell that boy go win you the game. Man, he has one of the best win. He has one of the best winning percentages as a starting quarterback in the NFL since he's came in the league. You know, yeah, he was a dude. Definitely. You know, honestly, I wouldn't. I ain't gonna hold that against Harbaugh that one because it's just for the fact that I do like the fact that you put the ball in your best player's hands to end the game. You know, and I don't he think does it. it. You and the thing is, it's like you know, sometimes you would like to find another way to win other than having to rely on your star player. By the end of the day, you know, there's a reason why. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady are goats. You get what I'm saying? There's a reason why Michael Jordan is considered one of the greatest players, if not the greatest basketball player of all time, because, you know, when they needed somebody to go get a basket, Jordan always went and, went and got that. When they needed somebody to close out the game, Jordan went and got that. Tom Brady, two-minute drill, he goes and gets it. Or he used to go get it. I don't know what's going on now, but shoot. But let's talk about how far the Ravens can go for the remainder of this season, because you're in a really good spot. We touched on it earlier. You're five and three on top of the AFC North. Cincinnati is definitely going to be right there until the end, but they're heavily inconsistent. So you don't really know which team is going to show up and they're without Jamar chase for the next couple of weeks. So your schedule is pretty light. How far do you think the Ravens can go this season? You know, honestly, I think that, I think we have high a high ceiling on the offensive side of the ball, uh, a very high ceiling on the defensive side of the ball. We have very great special teams, you know, so I think with our schedule being a little easier the remainder of the season and we're already atop of the division, you know, we just stay consistent and stay healthy throughout the rest of the season, you get what I'm saying? And we definitely have a, a strong playoff run. I definitely think the Ravens have a strong playoff run. You know, 
I think there is potential they could go to the Super Bowl. You know, they could definitely meet the Bills in the AFC Championship game. Very much so. But, you know, I, I, I just haven't seen enough consistent, great offensive play from the team for me to guarantee, or for me to even just say that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I just, I need to see more consistent play, and I think <coughs> this remaining stretch of the season, you know, they'll get some rhythm, and you know, if they can heat up through the rest of the season, you know, and carry that momentum through the playoffs and, you know, stay healthy, I definitely think they have some potential there. With, <coughs> excuse me. With me, I had the Ravens going into the wild card round and going one and done. Um, you know, I think this team, all we already know Lamar stays healthy. The Ravens do pretty good in the regular season. The problem is when they get to the playoffs, you know, they have a difficult time having success there, to say the least, especially Lamar. And I'm not going to put it all on Lamar. You get what I'm saying? But it's just that I look at this Ravens team, I look at that Dolphins game, I look at those, I look at that loss against the Bills. I don't think the Ravens can close out teams. Or I don't think they can do it consistently as what a Super Bowl team has to be able to do. You see, Super Bowl teams have to be good in the second half because the second half is your last effort. Your second half is when you should be playing your best ball. You feel me? Right. You look at the Ravens, they play three quarters, but they get to the fourth quarter and Lamar doesn't really do all that good. As a matter of fact, I think Lamar has been really bad in the fourth quarter this year in games. And it's not that his decision-making has been bad and the play has just been all bad. It's just that, you know, it's been a lot of games in the fourth quarter that Lamar has been quiet in. Meanwhile, like the Dolphins game. Dolphins game, he was making hella plays all game. And then fourth quarter, we don't hear nothing. Buffalo, we don't hear nothing. Now, against Cincinnati, you get what I'm saying? He came through and pulled through and got it done. But what I'm saying is I want to see more of that Lamar Jackson that we saw in the fourth quarter against Cincinnati. I want to see that Lamar Jackson that John Harbaugh can say, go go win us the game, Lamar. You feel me? And I just look at the Ravens compared to the Bills, even the Chiefs. You know, I just think that Right now, I just think that they're a little bit behind those teams. I don't think, I think it's a gap, but it's not like a huge gap. You feel me? I do think that the Ravens, if they can win a wild card game, it depends on who they get matched up against. If they play the Jets, I think that's a favorable matchup. But they have to play the Bills or Chiefs in the opening round, which I doubt they will because those teams are going to be having higher seeds. So the Ravens are probably going to be around that three fifth seed. So I think they could end up meeting a LA, or they could meet the Jets, or maybe they meet Cincinnati. And I definitely don't want to meet Cincinnati in the playoffs with that offense and how you know the Ravens' offense kind of performs. But uh, me, I think they get to the wild card round, the divisional round. 
I don't really know. It really depends on who they get matched up against. Because if they play Tennessee, I think that could be an interesting matchup. You have two teams, similar playing styles. Definitely think B. Morris a better team in that matchup. Definitely would take them against the Jets. Even New England. You know, I would take them... On the, I would, I think Baltimore is probably the third best team in the AFC right now. I think that's fair. I think. I no, think no, I, I'll, I'll put the Dolphins over them. I, I put them fourth behind the Dolphins. I can respect that, but I, I, I like the three. I, I like the three. Oh, I know you like the three. <laughs> and you know, honestly, um, the Dolphins, you know, they. They definitely have turned up this season, you know. They've they've definitely, I yeah, I I can respect that, you know. I I can agree with that for. So I can agree with that. The last thing that I want to talk about before we get on out of here, Ravens Saints. Ravens traveling on the road to New Orleans. New Orleans is coming off a really surprising blowout win over Las Vegas and. It wasn't the fact that they won the game that was surprising, but the way they did it. Because New Orleans this year has been really disappointing, to say the least, under Dennis Allen as their head coach. But this is a team right now that does have a lot of talent. Maybe Michael Thomas plays in this game. Maybe he doesn't. But I think that this Saints team is a really scary team because the talent is there. You got to go on the road. You know, this could be a little bit of a trap game for Baltimore. They've won a little bit on the win they've won a little bit of a win streak. How you feeling? You know, I think you know that that Saints Las Vegas game, I think Las Vegas really made the Saints look good more and better than what they really may play like. You know. I watched a little bit of that game and Dalton was hitting some nice passes and you know AK-41 is always going to do his thing when he's on the field but I definitely think that Las Vegas made them look a little bit better than they are um, I think you said it's on the road yeah so you know playing in New Orleans you know that's that's always going to be big but um I think I think we go into this game. I think the Ravens go into this game come out with a W. I think that the defense will definitely give the Saints offense a, a run for their money. You know, I think our defense will definitely keep them a lot more quiet than Las Vegas did. And um, honestly, <coughs> their defense, I, I didn't really do too much analysis on their defense, honestly, but I I do think that if we can play consistently and <coughs> run the ball well, we'll be able to beat, beat the Saints. <clears throat> yeah, like, when you look at the Saints' defense, I mean, their defense is pretty good when it comes to getting off the field and red zone situations, third down, However, they are 28th in points, but I think their defense kind of is a little bit overlooked. 
I feel I still think that this is one of the better defenses in the NFL when everybody is healthy. The offense has had some games where they've turned the ball over. They couldn't sustain drives, and the defense was on the field for a lot of pl- for a lot of plays than what they should have been. And I just think that this is a really dangerous game for Baltimore, having to go on the road to New Orleans on a Monday night. That's why I'm going to take Baltimore to lose, actually. I like the Saints with the upset. I think the Saints, you know, I'm not really confident in them pulling off this upset, but I kind of have a feeling that this could be the making of a trap game for Baltimore. New Orleans, I know they haven't really been all that great this year, but Baltimore hasn't really been all that consistent either this year. You don't really know what you're going to get from them every single week. Um, when it comes to how they play in the fourth quarter. And I just think that with Baltimore, with how they have been in the fourth quarter, I don't really think you can go into any game and just say, oh, yeah, this is a gimme. And I definitely think the Saints are the kind of team that if you allow them to hang around late in the game, they'll beat you. Because the talent's there, you feel me? And I think the Ravens have the habit of playing around with their food too much. You feel me? They play around with their food. They start, then they start getting into a hole. Then they try to dig themselves out of the hole by rolling the dice. And then they roll the dice and they dig themselves into a bigger hole. You feel me? That's kind of what happens with the Ravens. And I just think that this game just has upset written on it. Give me the Saints. Who you taking? Taking the Ravens. He's taking the Ravens, everybody. So this is it for this episode of the JT Sports Podcast. Once again, Paris, I appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You guys make sure to go ahead and follow Paris. We'll link his social media platforms down in the comment section down below. Also, make sure that you check out his rental car business, Southflow Deluxe. You can tell the people a little bit about that. sell cars if you need to get out of your lease we help you with anything car related so that's at south florida deluxe on instagram actually soflo deluxe s-o-f-l-o deluxe and you guys make sure that you like subscribe to the channel check out the jt sports podcast available on all